This is Next Level, an Align Life Pro real-life case study that follows the queen of coaching, Kristen Tabbert, and New York Times best-selling author, Michael Linton, as they guide me, Mike Gandolfo, a small business owner, on a journey to triple my business. We invite you to join us so that we can all learn to become better leaders that know how to work on their business and not just in their business. All right, welcome back to the Alarm Life Pro. I'm Mike Andolfo, and uh, this is our next level series where we are on a path to triple my company's business, RE Solutions in Louisville, Kentucky, with the help of New York Times bestselling author Michael Lennington, whose um, new book will be coming out very soon. So, be I would just, if I were you, I would go to Amazon every day, type in Michael Lennington. Don't go, don't go to Google because you don't want to see what pops up there. But go to Amazon and type in Michael Lennington. And as soon as it pops up for pre-order, make sure you get that book. And then uh, the Queen of Coaching, Kristen Tabbert. And uh, I'm here with my boys with the Commonwealth Club. And we are getting ready to have our retreat, um, our annual retreat. And uh, this is a very special group that has come together organically. People always want to know how we do it. And uh, I, I don't know if we really have a a great answer um it started with ed daniels and i ed how's it going you want you know hello michael ed's my uh mass hole and um and yeah, i resemble that <laughs> you do resemble the mass hole he's the one guy in the group who's taller than i am and that's how we met um he was the six nine guy i saw him in 2009 i went up to him and said hey you must be a basketball guy and he was and then it turns out that him and i had the I same like, coach you obviously are not yeah that's very true too yeah and uh and Ed and I started kind of getting together once a year to do some accountability when I was going to Massachusetts on an, on an annual basketball trip. And then uh, from there, we kind of organically started expanding the group, Carl and Greg and uh, Mike McDade and eventually Thomas, and here we are. So uh, Kristen, I'm sure you have all kinds of questions for this group. I mean, people are fascinated by the mastermind groups, right? For the most part, yeah. The people that are not fascinated by them don't like the accountability. They don't. They don't want to. They don't want to be confronted with things they already know about themselves. Um, there are people who like to be victims, and they lean into that. Everything is not their fault. I can't sell a house because of the market. I can't. Whatever. 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 You know. But it boils back. So you guys help to. I hate this. We can't hold each other accountable. But what you do is you have a group that is very accountable to each other. You dig into each other. You confront each other. You talk about the good. You talk about the bad. Some things you say things that feel mean, but they're the kindest things you can say to each other because it gets you to move the needle. This isn't y'all like each other. That's for sure. But you know you don't say things just to be nice to each other. So I want to just turn it over to you guys and talk about you're here for a big masterclass event with Buffini networking all of that getting good content but then you guys are going to stay over and you're going to dig in with each other to your 2022 goals for the year or tar I like to call them targets because we don't execute in annualized segments we're short cycle so you're going to identify these targets you're going to chase after next year and then break it down and start planning around how you're going to do that. So I want to just hear you guys talk about how the group started, how you came together, um, how the player to be named later ended up in the group. <laughs> and, you know, there were people that come and went. And, you know, it, this wasn't a perfect group from the beginning. But I think probably in the last six years now, 
you've created a cohesiveness um, that just really works for you guys, and you challenge each other. So I'm going to let you guys just talk about the history. So and this the is Ed Daniels. Let me correct you first. This was a perfect group from the beginning. <laughs> One, yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Yeah. And so, I mean, that's the part that you can't, we, we can't recreate it. We can't help the Buffini members to find another group of their own. It just happened. Like, this kind of group doesn't happen. Like, this group, um, you think about it, your high school friends, you have all these experiences, you have all these trials and tribulations, you have four years together, you have um, experiences of time. You don't get that as an adult. You just don't. You just don't have that much time together because you spend it all with your family and, and your community and things like that. So for us to come together like this is really great because it was a group of guys that, that ended up, um, nobody, um, nobody took over the group, nobody was a slacker, nobody was a, um, a weak link, um, nobody didn't show up consistently. Like every, every group that you get into over life, I'm 50 years old, every group I get into, there's always at some point people um, miss the appointments. Um, you were talking on your podcast about um, your team having requirements to sh show up every, every week except for one. If you miss one, you're, at, you're out of the, the wham. And I like that because I'm like, you know, you have to be strict on this stuff. And we never actually had to spell that out. When somebody missed an event, we gave them so much help. They pulled a McDade, right? <laughs> we call it a McDade. Now a what though? I mean, it was Only a legitimate. Only because he was the first, not because he's the most frequent. It was, a, it was a legitimate excuse, but we still didn't let them get away with it. So it's just funny because nobody wants to be that guy who gets ragged on for anything and and so we have this camaraderie where we can rag on you and then we do and then you move on and <laughs> you don't make that mistake again you learn your lesson and then you go from there but i do want to say before i i am my 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 thomas nolan, thomas nolan um is that <laughs> is that um it would not work without mike adolfo mike adolfo puts together the organizational structure. He puts together the, um, the booklets. We can, we can hell that he has to come up with this booklet every year, but he does put it together. He, and last week on his podcast, he said that he didn't sleep at all, and it's because he spends the time invested in this stuff. So if he didn't invest that time, this group would, would kind of shatter. So that is his strength. It's one of his strengths. It should be one of his celebrations that he's able to, to successfully do that. If he gets as much out of it as we do, then terrific. You know, I that's say wonderful. A couple things to that. I, I understand what you're saying because I am eternally grateful to Mike for where I have grown the last two years living in Kentucky, not just from the house standpoint, but from a friendship standpoint, from a business partner standpoint. Michael's finally got a friend now, and it's just been wonderful. Well, how this kind of came together, you were asking earlier, you know, can you explain how it came together? And Ed's right. We, we really can't explain how this came together. But what I can explain to you is it came together because of what Ed just said, because Mike wanted something like this in his life. Not this, but, but he wanted some 
group of guys at some level. And um, he knew Carl and he knew Mike McDade and he knew Ed. And I knew him and I knew Ed. And it came down to a phone call that he made one time. He's like, hey, would, you know, would, we ought to get together with a couple of, you know, let's face it, these guys are big hitters, right? I mean, it, you know, you said it on the earlier podcast, I mean, and Ed mentioned it. Nobody had to be told what to do and how to act. We've kind of got past that. And it's, but he wanted something like this in his life. So he's like, hey, I know this guy, and I know this guy. And he called me, and I said, well, well I know this guy, I know this guy. So we started making some calls to some people. We went to our database is what yeah. we did. We went to our database and said, who would we like to synergize with? And we made some calls. And the cream rose to the top, and the people that wanted to be part of something like that stepped forward and said, sure, I'll show up the first time we were going to get together at the Outer Banks. Well, then a hurricane was coming up the East Coast. We had to change gears real quick. We ended up going to the mountains of Virginia. And well, not, not all of us. Five of us did. Five. <laughs> some, some of us pulled a McDade. That's where pulling a McDade yeah. came from. The, 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 <laughs> boat, the boat had six people. We were going to go uh, deep sea fishing. And uh, Gandolfo, I mean, I think it was soon after Gandolfo. I'm Carl Miller here. Gandolfo and I met at a conference in Richmond. And uh, first time I met him, we were going out to lunch. Thomas Nolan and I were sitting together. And uh, Mike just kind of showed up and said, hey, can I go out to lunch with you guys? Or, I'm going to lunch with you guys. Is that cool? Sure. So that's where first met uh, Gandalfa. Well, out of that conversation, we kind of had some common traits. And I don't know if you remember, Mike, but you reached out to me a few months later. It's like, hey, I'm thinking about going on a camping trip on the Appalachian Trail. You want to go hiking? And uh, I had a lot going on that fall, and I had a trip planned. Anyway, long story short, it didn't work out. But then out of that conversation, we started talking about we should do a deep sea fishing trip. And uh, that's kind of where the very first Commonwealth Club, if you will, let's get together with some guys that have like mind like-mindedness of personal growth and you know and that's where we got together and that was the plan we did a fishing trip and then one of the uh, one of the guys bailed out and he's uh, been labeled ever since so uh but one of the guys during when we actually did do the fishing trip actually just chummed the water we, the entire we time we did. <laughs> that's a true statement there's two guys chumming waters i recall but uh out of that then there was an opening and that's when uh, we needed a, another guy to fill in the trip and uh thomas nolan got invited and He's fit right in ever since. So, so I want to bring this back to the succinct points that you made, Greg, was um, high performers right. coming together, synergizing, right. very key terms in, in this group. Um, but it wasn't always that way. You had people who chose to self-select out of your group. Well, can I chime in there real quick? I think Absolutely. Also just, well, I, no, I think, I think uh, a lot of it, too, is just when you get – with people outside of your market, you, you feel pretty safe to share your vulnerabilities and your challenges, but then also what your dreams are. Like if, you, if you're, a, if you're a, an achiever and you're around other people in your local community who aren't at the same level of mindset, it, it can almost come across as repulsive or arrogant. And I think the thing that we were very confident with is just sharing our dreams and goals without feeling like having people pull you down or feeling like you were um, achieving too, like having too high of a goal, right? I so. really love that because most people that I have found struggle with those big overarching goals, let alone that that life well-lived vision. They're afraid to tell people because first of all, what if you tell somebody and then I don't hit those goals, you know, then you start doing all the self-speak. 
you guys have the safe space that you encourage each other and you push each other and you, you have the courage to say, you said this was important and you're not doing it, why not? So. The other, the other real cool aspect, other than me calling people out because I'm a asshole, um, is that um, is that there there are five circles to this process, and when you get a group of guys together, it can the testosterone could be there where you're not able to address the personal and the the family and the um, the, the, the spiritual circles that you have. I mean, I'm in Massachusetts. We don't, we don't practice the spiritual circle as much as the Southerners do. They are around it, they, they're exposed to it, they have communities based around it, and it's a part that's lacking in my life. So for a couple weeks out of my year, I'm able to experience a spiritual circle that I don't get at home at all. And it's not that I'm against it, it's just that I don't have it. Like, it's, I go to Buffini seminars and I don't, I don't actually put anything in the goal circle of spiritual for 15 years. I've never had it. And I've never had an interest in filling it out. I'm actually, I, I fast forward to the other circles. I, I, I'm like, I'm way ahead of the other guys, here we go. But, um, but these guys, they let me say a prayer before every dinner. You know, okay, I'm in. And if that can help me along the path of my growth somewhere down the road, not yet, but somewhere down the road, that's well worth this group. You know, it's a, it's a group worth having. You guys have developed, I, I think there was an unconscious expectation around culture before you ever really even got this started, but then you've just developed it from there to a level that I think is pretty amazing. I, I don't see this very often. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm grabbing the mic. It was a good segue to uh, spiritual. And um, all, all I wanted to say was that it was actually an answer to prayer for me. When I was in my early 20s, I had um, a, a lot of success. Um, I had an unbelievably awesome mentor in real estate and business and uh, in parents and in, in uh, other older mentors in my area. But in a small town, you don't have very much population. And uh, in our small town, a lot of the uh, folks that were my age had graduated high school, college, and moved out. So I didn't have a whole lot of friends there that were my age. Most of my friends were in my 20s. Uh, most of my friends were in, the, in their 50s or 60s. And so I actually prayed for a group of guys that were closer to my age that were, um, you know, that you could share the struggles and stuff with for years. I mean, years. And I met Carl when probably early 2000, 2001 probably, and Carl was still doing contracting work. He wasn't in real estate yet, and we were in, we met in Sunday school, um, and and so and we were just acquaintances then. We didn't become really fast friends until he got into real estate. So uh, that's kind of the journey for me um, on the spiritual end, finding these guys. That's a great story, Tom. Thanks for sharing. You mentioned um, the expectations of the group, and um, and I thought this was where Thomas was going to go because I think um, he was one of the first person I heard to coin the phrase about this group, talking about iron sharpening iron. 
and that I mean that's kind of our it's our it's our logo it you know it's a it's our logo is uh it is because we're here to help each other and and in doing so we end up helping ourselves right the, the person that learns the most is the teacher right michael knows that better than anybody okay he knows that better than anybody so um the teacher is the one that learns the most so when we come together um everyone's a student everyone's a teacher and it's um it's an iron sharpening iron thought process so let's give let's give our listeners some practical tactics to take away from this so you guys are doing a planning session we mentioned that you're coming together for for brotherhood break bread share some stories and then get down to business so what is your process after buffini yeah because i'm the one who laid it out so um (laughs) well the concept was always to come in for three or four days whatever that it was have one day of fun and just go out and enjoy company with yep. each other with my brothers that's right? and that will be saturday for us right and, right yeah and then and the Sunday, other time but it wasn't just to come and have fun together for three days it was there was going to be work involved yep and so whether it's an agenda that you know mike put together or a book that we all read like a 12-week year or a traction or something like that which i believe were two of the books we did retreats all yeah, yeah, right? yeah we did and we all read it going into it and then we the 12 week year one was kind of a dud the speaker yeah. was not very good but you know <laughs> no it was great well expectations okay i want to add to that though too because these these relationships it's not just once a year thing so and and we were doing zoom before zoom was cool i mean yeah. we were we all started every zoom. thursday morning at nine o'clock before we, zoom was we, cool we started doing zooms in probably 2017 or 18. we started with google hangouts that was we terrible <laughs> yes so so but the point is is that we clear our calendars for nine o'clock on thursday morning i mean i mean the reality is and ed mentioned this already is that we show up and so we we we, we speak to each other and we we kind of give each other hard times and all that stuff but we also build accountability and and build brotherhood and we've been doing this now for going on five years every thursday we're on a zoom call in addition to that we're, we're always bouncing around on marco polo you know busting each other's chops and just keep people informed of what's going on in our lives and like except for mike gandalfa who doesn't watch him but anymore but uh but so it's so but but the point is is that this is a relationship that's that's year-round for us so and, what I want people to hear what you just said, Carl, is is you guys have a non-negotiable meeting every single week. You don't plug anything else into that time slot, and you show up to that commitment. Which we've never said to anyone that they have to show up. We've never said it's non-negotiable. I love that. Yeah. Because too many people violate their most important time for themselves with all that other busy stuff. You guys aren't doing that. That is a culture of excellence and high performance. So if people hear, oh, well, I think they're going to hear tons of nuggets from this episode, but that is one I really want people to hear. I even made it from my hospital bedroom. <laughs> he did. That and, is and, commitment. And, and, and bringing that up, uh, there is a non-negotiable. We have some rules now that organically came into being, okay? Because Mainly of certain people. Because of a hot tub. Because of certain people, yes. Well, I wasn't going to bring that one up, but since you brought that one up, no, um, Greg, Greg had, uh, Greg went into, uh, uh, you know, to the doctor for some things and didn't tell anybody and didn't think it was a big deal. And so we gave him a bunch of crap about that. So when a 
when a truck tried to run over top of him on the highway, he knew he better let us know about it, right? So we do have that um, closeness where, you know, it's not drama. It's we are part of each other's lives daily. It's not just a, a Thursday morning, but we don't necessarily talk to each other every single day, but we also have inside accountability groups inside the accountability group. So And you have to be wearing a shirt. Yeah, you have to be wearing a shirt. If you're Marco Poloin from the hot tub or anywhere else, it's no yeah, no nudity is allowed. And not from the bathroom either. Okay. We had to we had Girl to break that we had to break that we had to break that rule early because uh, some people were in the mar- in the in the bathroom Marco Poloin. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> that does not make it better. All right, you've heard me talk about, you know, mind mapping and coming up with great ideas and we've we've facetiously said, you know, you can come up with cash by selling an organ. We don't advocate that. We don't advocate Marco Poloing from the toilet. So, uh, and to the rest of the thing. So, but I do think an important factor of us is always starting the day, starting the whole thing off with something fun. I mean, we always enjoy each other's companies, but well, from the time we all get together for the first, I mean, it didn't take but like five seconds for us to be together and we're all laughing uh, today. But uh, starting it off with uh, something that we're going to enjoy. And um, and then we, we go right into it. So, this um, this time around, the whole idea is about challenging ourselves to think bigger that's going to be a big part of it about thinking thinking differently um there was a story that we heard uh talking about uh that a, a golf pro was over in saudi arabia and doing some work and uh, the the saudi arabian prince said what would you like to as a gift and and the guy finally said well i, I collect golf clubs and so he was expecting to get a driver and what he got was a deed to a you know you know huge golf country club and so you hear golf club and you can think of it two different ways might as well go with the bigger one so we're that's going to be kind of the central theme behind the event and really that first day i like to think that a good way to go about it is to kind of strip away all of our um strip away us get really bare and then spend the rest of the time kind of building each other up and so that first day we're gonna we're gonna go through we're gonna review the event that we attended uh, we're going to define what our good life is, uh, but we're going to, and this is thanks to Kristen, we're going to really dig into the price to be paid for us to get to that good life and what we got to overcome to get there. And just like uh, Ed said, we're going to, we're going to talk about our role as husbands and fathers and, uh, and being good friends um, as far as that goes to and those relationships and how important that is to us. The next day, we're going to really talk about thinking bigger. Um, we've got a special guest speaker coming in and which we've started um, a while ago too, which has always been really, uh, really good. But it's gonna be a lot of more conceptual kind of things about thinking bigger, and then we're gonna do on Tuesdays a lot more about action that we, uh, that we wanna take going forward. So yeah, that's, that's kind of how the, the whole thing will unfold, so yeah. Last question for you guys, and then we can go get to the party. What specific outcomes do each one of you want to walk away from this planning session with? You've got, you've got an agenda. You've got some higher-level um, expectations. But at the end of the day, what are you really committed to that you say, I'm not leaving this meeting without being specifically clear on this? Hmm. 
Kristen mentioned that the party started, and we've almost downed an entire 120-proof bottle of bourbon. So I think the party has started a long time ago. Um, McDay, what were you going to say? Um, energy, good energy. Uh, I'm coming into this with bad energy. So I know it's going to re reverse itself being with these guys. I will say, this is Greg, um, that uh, Michael said leadership is hard. Leadership is difficult, and he's obviously correct. Um, most of us lead groups, and, and I lead a pretty large group. And uh, in the process of doing that, you, you're, you're given and you're given and you're given and you're giving, and the tank runs dry. And I'm here to fill my tank back up so that I can go back and lead my organization the way they deserve. I love all of that. And uh, the expectation for me, uh, I'm a little different than the rest of the group in a good way. <laughs> and uh, I, usually, I usually have some sort of expectation going in and a goal of, you know, it may be like this go around, I've, I've lacked focus. I need some laser focus. You know, but what always happens for me year in and year out is what I expect to happen is not what happens. I come out of it with what I needed, not what I thought I needed. That's a good way of yeah, saying he this, doesn't know what to say. You know, yeah, this is it. <laughs> this is it. And um, I would I would say um, hearing that. I would say I agree with it. Uh, it's certainly something where I didn't come in with any expectations, but now that Kristen has told me I need to have expectations, <laughs> uh, I have to come up with something. So I will say, number one, that I noticed that um, the last couple uh, podcasts, Mike is um, focused on the celebration portion, and that's something I never do. So I always take our Commonwealth Club as a celebration. Mm -hmm. You know, I always look at it as... Um, as it's my it's my week to celebrate the past year mm -hmm. and then uh, on top of that it's also to refocus like usually we use the buffini seminars to refocus and do goal setting but it's really the commonwealth club that i refocus and go into it and say okay i'm gonna now i'm gonna start journaling now i'm gonna start um you know having a set of long-term goals now i'm going to uh, move ahead with my investment portfolio or whatever it may be, I, I go into it thinking, okay, I'm going to put this on paper. You know, because if you don't put it on paper, it's not going to work. I think I learned that from Kristen Tabbert. Um, <laughs> podcast 245. <laughs> I lied about that, but something like that. Yeah, I, Carl here, and I, I, yeah, I have a hard time too coming in saying I got a real clear expectation. I really don't. I mean, last year, for example, you know, we get together and you know, Mike starts asking us, you know, questions like, how are you guys really doing? You know, how are we really doing in the five circles? And, you know, I'm bawling my eyes out, you know. And um, it went a different direction for me, you know, than what I was expecting. But I came away from there just sort of really having identified some, some pain points in my life that I need, needed to address. And I've been working on those things for the last year. And, you know, God knows I've got a long ways to go yet. But, I mean, so... I think these guys sort of bring out the pain points, and uh, yeah, we can celebrate, and we can encourage each other. I mean, you know, 
Greg Chaplin's daughter got married uh, earlier this earlier this summer and, or the end of the summer, and wow, he, you know, he invited the whole combo club. We get together and we just have a great celebration. Well, you know, five of us family. did. Some of us pulled. Some of us pulled a Nolan. Five of us did. <laughs> but the point the point being is, as Ed said, we can celebrate the year. We can celebrate what's going on in our families' lives, and you know, but we also come away sometimes being more keenly aware of the of the pain points. Um, we we rib each other. So go ahead, and Greg. The, Here's, I'm just going to add on to that. Yes, not, not only were, was these guys, you know, I was honored to have them at my daughter's wedding, but um, my daughter is now working for my firm as our marketing director. My son-in-law is a newly licensed realtor. And I, I told Nick right in front of these guys, um, I said, if anything ever happens to me, these are the first five guys you call. And they'll get you. They'll, they'll get you through it. Okay. They'll. They, they won't let you fail. And they'll. Uh, they'll. They'll see you through. And I looked at them, and they nodded their head. And I said, Nick, these guys right here. These are the ones you call first. He's Sicilian, so we're good. So we're all good. <laughs> so yeah. Uh, Yes, for me, you know, I add another moving piece to our business, and then of course we're trying to go big. But I think the whole idea is is to eventually get this business working. Where if I'm not in, directly in it, it still it still rolls. And so that systematic piece. Now that we are fully staffed um, and we're growing, and we got one expansion office, and there's others that could be on the horizon. Just making sure that we are systematically approaching this thing so it's repeatable and profitable, and um, and just really kind of making sure that you know Nick Costco and I are really good at when things are going well. We just toss wrenches into things and ca cause problems so that we have to fix them because that makes it fun for us. So um, you know, I want to avoid uh, I want to avoid that. So. Uh, the systemization, especially, you know, we've learned a lot of that from Greg and um, making sure that we're along those lines is kind of the, the thing that I'm, I'm really trying to hone in on. All right, so we're going to wrap it up. We're going to say goodbye. But what I want our listeners to take away from this is listen to this podcast, take notes, rewind it, listen again. There are millions of nuggets in this episode. There are pieces of information that everybody listening can hear, can take away, can execute, can advance. You guys are amazing. I appreciate your time. I am humbled to be in your presence. I am learning from you, and I don't know what else to say. Thank you. You have been listening to Next Level by the Align Life Pro. If you have any questions or comments, you can send them to coach at alignlifepro.com. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next week.